Hey guys, this is Thomas Brown, and welcome to the Thomas Vision Podcast. I'm a filmmaker currently based in Atlanta, and this podcast consists of conversations with the professionals I meet along the way. Guys, Thomas Brown here with the Thomas Vision Films Podcast. I guess that's what I'm calling it. Uh, I'm here with Jan Hill. You have a new company name now, right? I do. I do. I am now J Hill Events. J Hill Events. Formerly Lafette Weddings and Events. Yeah, and Jan is an amazing uh, wedding planner. She agreed to uh, co-host some episodes with me, so we're going to have a great time. Yes. And today we're going to be talking about her first wedding, but before we get into that, how did you get into the wedding industry? What were you doing before? So, uh, long story, but I actually l- fell in love with weddings as a child. Um, when I was four years old, uh, I was in a lot of weddings as a flower girl and just was enthralled with what I saw. I used to save favors in the flower girl basket and I would tell my mom when I get married I'm going to do this and you know she played along with me but I began to ask for bride dolls and my dolls would have weddings and my dog had weddings but um, my parents liked to entertain when I was growing up so I would definitely assist with that my mother put me in etiquette class when I was in second grade so it's kind of been a, a thing for yeah. me to plan since I was a kid and as I got older I became that go-to person for friends and family to um, plan weddings if they had etiquette questions mm-hmm. about how to invite people or how to set something up I was that person so you were always planning I was always planning but didn't really see it uh, as a career option Mm -hmm. until a lot of the television shows the reality shows like platinum weddings and Mm -hmm. whose wedding is it anyway started to show up Um, but I graduated from college and was an English major with the print journalism minor so I actually was a business researcher and writer for Mm -hmm. a newspaper back home for a few years before joining the insurance industry. And so that's where I uh, spent a lot of time in corporate America. But all along, I was planning parties and weddings for friends and family um, before starting my own business in 2006 as a side gig. Uh, What do you love about the event industry? Well, about the event industry, I love creating and thinking of new ways to showcase things for people but really it's about personalizing events Mm. um we're all different we may like things that are very similar but the goal for me is to make something very different and unique that people have not seen before or experienced before it's all about creating the experience so that's fun for me and really you know keeping up with trends but Mm -hmm. not necessarily following them I want to be a trendsetter not a trend follower so and how do you I guess kind of walk that line because I'm I'm Mm -hmm. sure a lot of your clients come to you with kind of ideas that they have that they may have seen from someone else and mm-hmm. so how, how how do you kind of stay original when you have so many ideas thrown at you 
Right. And that's always the case. Mm. And I do, I encourage you know, clients to come to me with ideas, things mm-hmm. they've seen. You know, Pinterest is huge. It's like a blessing and a curse because, <laughs> you know, they'll see all these pictures, but, you know, budget may not be the same. Or, you know, maybe there's a venue that won't allow for you to have certain certain things that they may have pinned or yep. been interested in. So, you know, Instagram is another option. But what I do is really try to take all that information mm-hmm. and explain that we will use this for inspiration, but we are going to look for ways to make it different and unique yeah. by inserting or injecting their personal style yeah. um, and things that they enjoy. Um, and so uh, I know, like you said, throughout the years, you have been helping and doing a lot of planning, but like your first big event, whether it was corporate or mm-hmm. a wedding, what was it? And tell us about it. Oh, goodness. My first, I'll, I'll reflect on my first professional wedding. Okay. Um, when I first started my business. And in the beginning, and I've heard this from a few people, you try to do everything. Mm-hmm. And I quickly realized that you really need to focus on, on one or the other. But I was doing decor as well as planning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I was trying to help the client out, you know, decent budget, but not as much as what you know probably should have had for what we're trying to do and it went very well great couple we got along great helped them locate a venue that was perfect for them and their family and decided to help them with the decor and to save money Mm -hmm. um, she decided to order florals online and I had suggested hiring a full service floral company mm-hmm. to help with that but um, you know, trying to help out yeah decided mm-hmm. to go along with her ordering those florals and one of the wedding colors was lavender and she's very specific about lavender uh, being her wedding color well when the flowers came in they were pink and, and when I say pink, they were very, very pink. So one of the things that stands out from that wedding is I remember spray painting with floral paint the night before the wedding. Also, the fact that I they didn't were know roses. that was a thing. Oh, yes. Really? Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was up all night spray painting flowers, making sure that they didn't have the drip. I was very, I'm very particular about things like that. Um, but also, you have to dethorn the roses. And that's, a, that's another thing that we can talk about later. But when people think about the price and mm-hmm. the cost to have these beautiful floral arrangements and the amount that you're going to need for an event like a wedding reception or a banquet, there is so much labor that goes into these things that people don't consider. So when you're looking at pricing, that's one of those things. I learned firsthand what it takes to pull off creating centerpieces for a wedding. So I'm glad that I had the experience. Would I do it again? Probably not. (laughs) I will, you know, go to those vendors that I work with um, that I know do a great job and I, I appreciate and understand what they put into the work. Um, but that was one of the things that stands out. Um, it was a lot of work, a lot of setup that went into it and then transferring into coordinator mode and making sure that the flow of the event was working well. And, um, were you nervous? I was a little nervous, you know, every now and then before an event, you do get those jitters even Mm -hmm. to this day because you realize that you are 
putting on a big event. It's one of the, the biggest events, if not the biggest event in a couple's mm-hmm. lives. So um, you want to make sure that it really meets their expectations, but also mine. You know, I, I love what I do and I definitely want to make sure that everyone is happy in the end and really had an amazing experience. So there is pressure. Mm-hmm. Back to the flowers. Did yes. she notice the bride? She knew. I gave her a heads up and I kind mm-hmm. of, I wanted to just remind her mm-hmm. that we did have this discussion, you know, and this is another tip. Um, when you're thinking about flowers mm-hmm. and colors, nature may say, okay, this is pink. But when it grows, it may have more of a lavender tone. It could have more of a peach tone. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for peach or coral florals, they may come in and it'll say coral on the box, but they could be more orange or they could be more pink. So, you know, we did have that discussion, but I told her I would do the best that I could to make them lavender and that's what we did. It worked out. And I think what was good and, and that was, but like you said, you had been doing a lot of things like this mm-hmm. your um almost your i guess your entire life mm-hmm. but preparing clients for things is one of the most important things and knowing what to expect in you know doing you know wedding filmmaking event planning event design right um is this set, setting up your clients expectations yes yeah so now walk me through you get to the ceremony and were there any bumps or did everything run smoothly? Um, in that particular wedding, everything went smoothly. Went smooth? Okay. It really did. Again, I had some great clients. Their families were great. Everybody got along and the wedding party was fun. Well, there were a couple that you had to wrangle every mm-hmm. now and then. But other than that, you know, we had a really good experience. They had a great time at the reception. It's just, you know, the setup. And the loadout, you know, was a lot of work. I even had to bring in some family members mm-hmm. to help out at that point. I was going to ask you about that. Who I was did. Your like, my, yeah. I had an assistant that was working with me, mm-hmm. but not realizing how much I was going to need hands-on assistance with, um, you know, I pulled in my family and they were happy to help and, and get everything going. But I did learn a lot from that one wedding. And in fact, um, one thing that, really told me that I was doing the right thing. Um, I booked three weddings from that, that one. That's awesome. And that was my first professional wedding. And, um, you know, definitely a blessing and something that I take to heart. I did learn a lot from that experience, but it's really helped me to grow and and and, and pursue this career. Well, I know you uh, already gave us probably about two tips um, mm-hmm. from there, but... Can you give like kind of one last thing uh, that you would, I guess, recommend that new planners do before Mm -hmm. they uh, plan their first event? Yes. Before you plan your first event, really know what your goals are and who your client is. Because just like they're interviewing you, you're interviewing them. You know, think of take some time to think about who your ideal clients are, list their their um what type of job they do maybe or where they shop what their interests are um, what types of weddings or events that they would like to have and then you're able to kind of hone in and target those specific mm-hmm. clients and they'll be a good fit for you just like you're for them maybe not even after your first event but maybe mm-hmm. after your first five events mm-hmm. that help things you know run 
extra smooth? Well, let's see. Definitely setting expectations. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned that before. but No, you mentioned that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah well, that's you true. mentioned that. Well, setting yeah. those expectations mm-hmm. for sure um, early on. Um, making sure that you're on the same page in terms of your process Mm -hmm. and timeline. There are a lot of people out there that are project managers and want to micromanage. That's not necessarily my client uh, because I do have a system or a schedule in place or a planning timeline that I like to follow that I feel works good for me. Um, And some people like try to come in and change that or rush and try to book everything at one time. And, you know, there's a process and, and there's a way of doing things that are beneficial and not everyone understands it unless you're in the industry. Um, I would say, you know, making sure that you have good support and good vendors that you've made relationships with. Um, I'm nothing without my frienders is what we we like to term it. Um, There are people that I looked up to and researched before I started my business and tried to get to know and follow and say, yes, I'd love to work with that person. I love their work. I love what they do. Let me see how I can make a connection and learn from them. And then we ended up becoming good friends and, and vendor friends. So you have to have good partners on your team that are, are interested in supporting you and you can support them as well. Um, let's see what else. Well, I did have Uh one question too. I know it was probably hard in the beginning Mm -hmm. separating like the full event planning from the day of coordination. Because I I know from hearing from a lot of other planners over the years that a lot of people will hire you day of and then, but they really need the full scale. How did you kind of wrangle, you know, that in and Mm -hmm. set clients, I guess kind of. Put them in place, you know, said that, listen, you got day of, um, you're getting day of and Mm -hmm. you, or you need full, how did you set those expectations? Well, I go through all the services in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Someone comes to me and says they need day of, which I like to call month of coordination because Mm -hmm. you don't technically just show up on the day of a wedding and just do whatever needs to be done. You're setting yourself up for a trap. You're setting yourself up for a trap. It, it, for me, I offer month of coordination services currently, and that starts a month out. And at that point, everything should be set and done. All of your vendors are booked. The decor is already planned. And what my team does is we'll go in and reach out to the vendors, make sure everyone is on the same page in terms of what they're supposed to be doing on that day, what the expectations are. We do a final walkthrough on the day of the wedding, or not on the day, I'm sorry, about a few weeks prior to the wedding, create a wedding day timeline, and, you know, execute the rehearsal as well as the day of the wedding. And some people have come to me and said, hey, I know that, you know, I hired you for a month of, but, you know, we're needing some help with RSVPs or, you know, we need some help with decors. You know, there's always going to be something. And, you know, that's fine. Just know that there will be an addendum to the contract. Um, And, you know, that is time and time is money. You have to consider those things. And I think a lot of, and I I have been guilty of this too, a lot of new professionals, and like I said, when I first started, I was the same way, are scared to ask for, let's just say, more money when the client, you know, asks for something outside of the scope of work you agreed upon. And um, I think that's very important even when you're new, to know your value 
and know that your time is worth it. And I know a lot of times when we're trying to build our portfolios, we're like, we just do anything. Yeah, but it really (laughs) burns you out. It burns you out. And then I learned the hard way in the beginning is when you start doing that, you'll get more of the same. Yes. And people expecting the same, but you really have to take the time to know your value. And it might take, you know, taking a course or, you know, having a business coach to get you there. But um, once you know that, and you have respect for yourself and your business, people will respect you even more for demanding that and, and requesting payment for those additional things. Yeah, every now and then, if it's nothing huge that will take too much time away, I might, you know, go ahead and help out. But again, you know, if it's going to take time away from other things and people that you mm-hmm. be, could be getting uh, money from, then you definitely have to consider that. Well, Jan, thank you so much. Thank for you. talking with us today. Um, it was definitely a pleasure. And if people want to find you, where can they find you? Sure. You can find me online. My website is jhillevents.com. I am on Instagram at j.hillevents um, on Instagram and j.hillevents on Facebook. And you know what? Before we go, I know that was the end, but I, I guess I should have asked. Uh-huh. You know, I'm, I'm I'm new at this. Yes. You know, too. Um, mm-hmm. What made you change your name? I guess that was yeah. Yeah, After, sure. How many years did you have your Lafette. name? Yeah, Lafette. Mm-hmm. So I started Lafette Weddings and Events back in 2006, and I chose Lafette because it was an homage to my mother, who speaks fluent French, and I taught. I learned a lot from her. She taught me a lot about etiquette mm-hmm. and how to present myself and present during events and be a good hostess. So I definitely wanted to um, pay homage to her by naming it a French Mm -hmm. name. But it's been 12 years and it was time. My business has grown. Um, I've really learned more about what I want to be as a brand. And um, Jay Hill Events, Jay is my initial and it's also a family initial where it's I grew up in a family of five we're all J's Joe Janie Jan Jennifer Joey and I had a dog named Jacques but my family is extremely important to me and since it was time for a change and when I was considering different options and names J Hill events just stood out to me because you know my family of course, is very important and they mean a lot and support to me in my endeavors. So again, it's sort of a tribute to them, but it's also personal to me since they're my initials and I love it. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jan. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening in today, consider subscribing to the podcast. See you next time.